0: The Oklahoma Sooners have their first big official visit weekend coming up. It's something we got to talk about, but before we do that, guys, go ahead and hit that like and hit that subscribe button. Jump down in the comments below and let me know what you guys think about the official visit weekend. How many, I guess, commitments or silent commitments, so publicly or silent, do we end up getting out of this weekend? But... I think the first major person that we have to start out with on this official visit list is going to be not actually an official visitor, but somebody that's just going to be on campus hanging around with the other athletes. Man, it just seems like he's going to be there recruiting for Oklahoma, and that's going to be five-star defensive lineman David Stone, uh, currently playing at IMG Academy, but from Dell City, Oklahoma. Now, the interesting thing is, he is supposed to be taking an official visit to Miami this weekend. So the question is, is he going to be kind of bouncing back and forth? Is he going to go to the OV at Miami and then coming back to Oklahoma to hang out with Williams, Winery, and those guys? I have no idea. But the big thing is, when you look at the writing on the wall, you see that David Stone is going to be in town. You see that he's going to be hanging out with these other recruits and you almost wonder, okay, well, he's also coming in next week for the champion barbecue. Does it feel like David stone's about to commit? Like I said, read the writing on the wall. I think we should probably be seeing something come down with David stone soon, but who knows? This could get dragged on just a little bit longer, but the 6'4, 270 pound defensive lineman out of IMG Academy originally from Oklahoma Hey, you know what? He's a big target for the Sooners. He's a big target for everybody else. But the really, the highlight of the weekend on the OV list, and this is where we'll start out getting into the official visitors, is going to be the five-star defensive lineman, Williams Winnery. And when you look at just what Oklahoma fans thought they were going to get, this was what we thought would be probably an easy recruitment. A kid out of Lee Summit North you know, coached by an OU legacy. The number three overall ranked player in the 247 composite and the 247 sports rankings at 6'5", 250 pounds. I'm sure he's probably a little more than that. But it seems like he's taken a lot of official visits to a lot of places and that this is going to be a recruitment that's going to drag on into the season. You got Georgia that happened on June 2nd, and then you have, Oklahoma this weekend, and then he's going to turn around and go to Tennessee on June 16th. Sucks that he's not going to be here for the champion barbecue. I will say this. If you look at the potential official visitors list for Oklahoma this weekend, not a lot of defensive linemen. So, that means Todd Bates, Miguel Chavis, they might have an opportunity to spend a little bit more time with Williams Winery and try to really sell him on what his role will be at Oklahoma, what it would look like for him to play at Oklahoma, and potentially try to earn that commitment. Again, with a top player like this coming out of a school that you have recruited well out of, hey, you know what? With Jamar Mosey up there, you never know. Oklahoma might be in the driver's seat, but I would expect a team like Georgia, maybe even a team like Tennessee, they'll make some grounds up in their official visits. We already know Georgia's already taken theirs. I'm assuming they've already made ground But Tennessee is definitely the team that you've heard from Wilt Fong, you've heard from Parker Thune that, hey, you gotta watch out for it. You gotta watch out for Tennessee. They could be that team in the dark. But the interesting thing is he's taken that official visit to Oregon on September 23rd during the Colorado game. So the question is: does the Oregon visit actually stick, right? So like let's say he takes his visit to Missouri and he takes his visit to Tennessee. And all those happen after Oklahoma. And he says, I want to shut it down. And he commits to Oklahoma. Well, at that point, you would assume the Oregon visit's not happening. But you never know. And with the OV happening in September, there's a lot more OVs that could get scheduled in between that time frame. Texas A&M, many others. And with the five-star defensive linemen, nothing is ever safe for Oklahoma. We've had to learn that one the hard way. But... The next one that I think everybody's got to watch out for is five star cornerback Kobe Black. So, not going to lie, guys, this one shocked me a little bit to see this one on anybody's official visit list because the five star cornerback out of Waco, Texas, at a Connolly High School at six foot, 190 pounds, extremely talented, wanted by Again, all of the elite schools holds over 30 offers. The number 23 player the 247 composite rankings. We saw Oklahoma go out there and get Peyton Bowen last cycle. Now, Peyton Bowen, you know, you can say hey, it was a fluke or whatever. Regardless, that staff won the five-star safety and it really that was just that was a recruitment for the ages. But when you look at Kobe Black, have the Sooners position themselves well enough to be able to go out there and land the five-star corner? I'm not sure. For a while, I would have said, hey, maybe if Oklahoma State really wanted to get into the race there because they've got his brother Corey Black there, maybe they could get him. Now, it doesn't seem like things are going well at Oklahoma State. But then you've got Texas in there. Well, the kid's from Texas, so the Longhorns are going to be someone you have to beat out. But then you've got Bama, who has historically had really good corners. You've got Ohio State. So if you're Oklahoma, you're going to have to battle the top of the top programs for Kobe Black. There's not going to be an easy victory for this one. And honestly, it's one that Oklahoma fans probably shouldn't be counting their eggs on. But hey, you know what? If you can come out this cycle and land the five-star corner in Kobe Black, that's all upside. That's all upside. And you've got to be okay with that. So we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit and we're going to go to the offense and we're going to look at the wide receiver because there's a specific wide receiver that's going to be on campus this weekend that quite honestly, I hadn't heard a whole lot about. And I thought Oklahoma was kind of out of that race, especially with what you were hearing with Bryant Wesco trending to Oklahoma, who ultimately ended up committing to Clemson this past week. But Zion Raggins, the four star wide receiver out of Gray, Georgia, out of Jones County High School, five, nine. 150 pounds speedy guy 117th ranked in the 247 composite obviously he's from Georgia so you got to look at the Georgia Bulldogs and go they're going to be a threat there especially with having Dylan Raiola as your quarterback now you've got somebody maybe that you feel a little bit more confident back uh, behind the, you know playing as your play caller to be able to sling that ball around right and get that ball distributed to those wide receivers so I would be interested to see maybe where Georgia lands in this recruitment. Obviously, you have to look out for Tennessee as well, another one of his top schools. But Zion Raggins is a guy that has over 30 offers. And so if you haven't been able to pay much attention to who Zion Raggins is, he runs a 1047 100-meter, a 2129 200-meter, a kid that's fast, right? A kid that, you know, he makes plays happen because, well, he's extremely skilled. And so when you look at what he was able to do in just 2020, because that's what they have on 247 in terms of uh, his stats. He had 38 receptions, 584 reception yards, four reception touchdowns. And then on his rushing, he had 11 rushing attempts for 93 yards and one rushing touchdown. So you look at Zion Raggins, probably going to be a take for Oklahoma. Probably going to be a take, especially after you lost Bryant Wesco, because now you have to kind of pivot directions and you're going to have to probably take two wide receivers to make up for what you thought you were going to get in Bryant Wesco. Let's just be honest. That's going to how it's be. It it was a big loss for Oklahoma, but there are still a lot of good wide receivers on the board and you already got Zion Kearney and you already got KJ Bolden who listen, Emmett Jones and the staff feel really good about. I will say this just because Emmett Jones lost Bryant Wesco. I'm not going to sit here and say, Hey, Emmett Jones isn't a good recruiter because at the end of the day, Emmett Jones is still probably the hottest recruiter on the team right now. Landing KJ Daniels, Zion Kearney, and then you have Grayson Harris in the 2025 class. Not to mention, you're trending, you're trending for Adrian Wilson. You've got DeCorian Moore. All these are 2025 guys, by the way. You've got Isaiah Mosey. You've got Jaden Nickens. You've got Elijah Moore. The 2025 class, he's set up. He could literally be set up before we even get to that recruiting cycle. He could have that wide receiver class completely finished and all that at that point's just keeping kids committed now when you look at the 2024 class getting zion kearney getting kj daniels huge grab so you get zion raggins you add into that you get yourself another speed guy you could potentially look at maybe trying to get into the recruitment of jeremiah mccullin again out of st louis missouri you've also you've obviously got quasi gilmer out of chatsworth california you got Isaiah McMorris out of Bellevue, Nebraska. But I would think if you're going to go for Zion Raggins, a guy that is 5'9, you're probably going to want to go for somebody that's at least over six foot this time. So Oklahoma is getting him on for an official visit list. Additionally, they're going to get four star defensive lineman Eddie Pierre Lewis. Now, I know some sites have him listed as an offensive lineman, some have him listed as a defensive lineman. If you've seen the tape, you've seen Eddie Pierre Lewis. Freak athlete, somebody you definitely want on campus. I believe this is going to be his first visit to Oklahoma, but Eddie has pretty much talked about Oklahoma like, hey, this is going to be my dream school. So interesting there how this is only his first visit, but we'll have to kind of see where this one's going to land. Eddie Pierre-Lewis would be a huge grab on the defensive line or the offensive line, kind of wherever you need to use him because he plays both sides of the ball, and I believe would be a four-star prospect regardless where you want to use him. Now, the next prospect that you have on campus for an official visit is four-star running back Taylor Tatum, who, when you look at him in the two-four-seven composite, borderline five-star kid, borderline five-star, number 31 in the composite rankings, recently took a visit to USC, has over 38 offers. You're also looking at a team like Michigan in the running for Taylor Tatum. I believe he has a crystal ball in from Mike Roach to Michigan, but... If you're looking at what Taylor Tatum is going to be able to bring in terms of a running back to this class at 205 pounds, he's going to be a little bit more of a power back for you, right? He's got a good build. He's got a good body mass. Hey, you know what? Might not be the fastest guy. He might not blow you away with speed. But when you go into the SEC, you're going to need running backs that are able to just go in and play bully ball. Something Taylor Tatum is going to be able to bring. Now, the other deal is you see Taylor Tatum commit to the University of Oklahoma you might see a second commitment at running back come pretty quickly reason is we believe the Oklahoma Sooners are probably going to take two running backs three if they can get Xavier Robinson now you hear a lot of things about Xavier Robinson potentially trending somewhere else so that's something that we're gonna have to keep our eyes on but you land Taylor Tatum you might be able to get a commitment from a guy like Kadem Durham pretty quickly now, I know some of you guys are probably going to jump into the comments and say, hey, well, Stacy Gage is announcing his commitment this weekend on June 10th. He is. Now, you've seen, I think, a crystal ball and a, maybe, I think, an RPM flow in for UCF. Definitely an interesting choice. Not really hearing a lot about Stacy Gage on the recruiting trail right now. Not sure if this is going to be a take for DeMarco Murray at this exact moment. Now, the world could be shocked. Stacy Gage could end up being a Sooner. Maybe something's going on in the background that we don't know. But if you are looking at where Stacy Gage might potentially commit, I would look at UCF here. UCF's going into the Big 12, still going to be able to play Power 5 ball. I think that's going to be attractive for potentially a lot of athletes in the state of Florida now. I think UCF, you're going to start to see them potentially rise up into the recruiting rankings. Now, additionally, you got four-star cornerback uh, Marcellus Williams. So this one's interesting because I've kind of felt like this is going to be a West Coast kid. Not saying he's going to end up at USC, but I've really liked UCLA in this recruitment. And kind of from what I've talked to other people, that's kind of where I felt like this was going. So Oklahoma's getting him on campus. And you got Kobe Black on campus as well, which I think is pretty big. It's going to be interesting to see, okay— Where are the Sooners going at this cornerback position? Because right now you've got Eli Bowen, who I think everybody expects to be in this class. Then you've got Devon Jordan out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, playing at Union High School. Okay, that guy is potentially a take because, well, he's from the state of Oklahoma. Right now you have Jeremiah Newcomb committed in this class. And then you've got Kobe Black, who you're getting on campus. So, you look at what Marcellus Williams is, a top 70 player in the country from Bellflower, California, over, over 33 offers. He's taken a visit to UCLA. He has a visit set up to USC next weekend, but he's coming to Oklahoma this weekend. It's going to be interesting to see if maybe Oklahoma can get out in front of USC for Marcellus Williams. The problem is... You look at USC, Dante Williams. Dante Williams, really good recruiter. It was a great, I guess, I'm not going to say addition, but a great keep for Lincoln Riley on that staff when he made it to USC. Because Dante Williams, you go in here and you click on his recruiting profile. Five-star defensive lineman, Corey Foreman. I believe he was the number two overall player in that class in 2021. Zachariah Branch the five-star wide receiver out of Bishop Gorman, Justin Flo, the inside linebacker at Oregon, uh, Domani Jackson, the five-star cornerback from minor, from Modern Day, still on that team. You have um, Anquan Fegans, who is in the 2025 class. That's a five-star safety. You kind of get where I'm going with this. Dante Williams is able to recruit elite guys across the board. So not sure kind of where Oklahoma lands with him. I will say this. This is going to be another one. I'm not counting my bags. I think when you look at what your cornerback room is going to look like in the class of 2024, you're probably looking at Jeremiah Newcomb, Devon Jordan, and Eli Bowen. Those are probably going to be your corners in this class. Now, you've also got the four-star cornerback, Caleb Beasley, who is committed to Tennessee. I believe he's taking other official visits as well. So... When you look at that, not sure how committed that kid is to Tennessee. Uh, not sure if Tennessee is just recruiting over him at this point. Uh, I'm, again, not really going to put too much stock there. I know some people are saying, hey, well, he's on campus to recruit Williams Winnery to Tennessee. I don't think that's what's going on here. I really don't. I think the kid's probably just exploring other options. I don't think he feels like Tennessee is home at this exact moment. Probably wanting to make sure he made the right decision. So, Uh, Don't think he'll be a take at Oklahoma, but interesting that he is on campus for an official visit. Now, I did mention Eli Bowen. I have heard rumblings that he might be on campus. Uh, I have not seen anybody across any of the platforms confirm that. So we're just going to put a little um, asterisk next to his name and say, hey, Eli Bowen uh, might or might not be there. So, additionally, you've got the inside offensive lineman, Jason Zandamella. This is a guy that is the number one center in the 2024 class, the four star inside offensive lineman. Uh, going to be a huge grab for Oklahoma if they can go out there and get this kid. You're going to end up having to beat out uh, Florida State for this one. I believe this guy is a Florida State take, and I would be shocked to not see him in a Florida State uniform. But listen, never count out Bill Beatonbow, he'll surprise you with anybody. But Jason Zandamella, if they, if they can ultimately come out and win this recruitment, big time win for the Oklahoma Sooners, especially with you have, um, oh, you have Joshua Bates at the center now, but uh, Andrew Rame, Andrew, Andrew Rame is our center at the current moment. Andrew Rame, he is a senior. This is going to be his last year at Oklahoma. So there is going to be a need for the center position. Yes, I know you have Joshua Bates. But you're going to want to create some depth there, create some competition. I think that's exactly what Jason Zandamella at 6'3", 285 pounds, top 130 player in the 247 composite rankings with over uh, 32 offers from Clearwater, Florida. Listen, he's, he's a take for Oklahoma. Not sure he commits yet. I want to hear how this official visit goes, but... Right now, your main competition for this one is going to be Florida State. You've additionally got Grant Bricks coming on campus. Now, I'm sure, I know almost all of you guys watch OU Insider. If you don't watch OU Insider, I believe they're going live tonight, which is Thursday at 8.30. So you have to tune in to their YouTube channel to go to that, or you can just go over to Rivals. But you hear how high Parker Thune is on Grant Bricks. And perfect reason why grant bricks is just a dude from iowa farmer's boy so you know he's strong he's got he's got that farmer he's got that farmer boy strength which you know i think oklahoma's been missing since at least what 2013 but at six five and a half 280 pounds uh Offense. I believe some people have them listed as an offensive tackle. Some people have him listed as an interior offensive lineman. Uh, for Grant Bricks, it looks like you're primarily going to be competing with Notre Dame, Nebraska, and Penn State here, but really looks like your main competition is going to be Nebraska. So Grant Bricks, if Oklahoma can win this kid over on the offensive line, which is a guy that Michael Hawkins and other guys are definitely recruiting to campus. I believe this guy is potentially a game changer. This is a guy that's going to crack the top 100, potentially crack top 75 at the end of these 2024 rankings. This would be a guy that would definitely bolster up this offensive line and is somebody that you need going into the SEC. Now, continuing to go down the list, you got four-star offensive tackle Weston Davis who, I mean, got offers from the LSUs, the Texas A&Ms, the Alabamas of the world. Not sure that this one's going to be an Oklahoma win, but you got four-star offensive tackle Marquise Easley on campus. This one, I think Oklahoma can win. I don't think Oklahoma's going to have too much opposition here for Marquise Easley. You have some people who really like his game, some people who don't. Now, Personally, I think you get Marquise Easley, you get Bennett Warren, you get Garrett Bricks, you've got your three tackles, you go to the inside of your offensive line, and you go out here, you get Casey Poe, You try to land Eddie Pierre-Lewis or Liam Andrews at that point. I think uh, if you're Oklahoma, I think you're pretty good on the offensive line. But yes, right now, I still like Oklahoma for Bennett Warren. If something changes after his visit to the University of Michigan, we'll let you guys know. But right now, I like Oklahoma for Bennett Warren. But he's not going to be on campus this weekend. I believe that's next weekend. He's going to be at Michigan this weekend. Just kind of giving you the rundown of what I think that offensive line will look like. So, additionally, you're going to have the three-star edge rusher, Caleb Bread. Um, uh, I maybe a take for Oklahoma. I believe this is just a guy trying to get an official visit in. Uh, and then you got the three-star inside offensive lineman Eugene Brooks. Don't know a lot about him, but hey, he's going to be on campus, so you've got to point that out. Now, I know a lot of you will look at originally what we talked about at the very beginning with five-star defensive lineman David Stone being on campus, hanging around some of these athletes. Uh, Michael Patterson will not be on campus this weekend with David Stone. I know normally he is, but uh, he will not be on campus this weekend with David Stone unless something changes. But right now, no plans there. So uh, nothing to worry about there. I know Michael Patterson-McDonald is going to be uh, on campus today, though, for the Brent Venables camp. So good news there is we still have the safety from Westmore coming to Oklahoma. Now, additionally, you look at some of the guys that are going to be at the BB camp Today, you've got three-star athlete Elijah Green from class in high school. Uh, you've got safety Michael Patterson-McDonald. you got three-star offensive lineman Ace Hodges. Uh, QB Alec Johnson. Uh, you have offensive tackle Colton Christensen. All of those guys are from the state of Oklahoma. you got some 2025 kids, some 2026 kids. Doesn't look like it's as big of a camp as what you had last week, but – I believe the Sperry's will still be here. I believe they'll be here next week for the camp as well. So we'll continue, guys, to keep you updated with exactly all of the visitors that were on uh, campus for the camp uh, and kind of see, hey, where did Oklahoma make grounds? But, guys, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like and hit the subscribe button. Jump down in the comments below, and let me know what y'all think. How many commits, public or silent, do you think Oklahoma gets out of this official visit weekend?